Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. For us tonight, we've got a lot of subjects I want to talk about. And we have hopefully some people that their dogs have just went home, like Blue today and Potch. I'm hoping Abby's owner. Yeah, yeah Abby's like owner. She's real nervous. And, and, you know, for me, a lot of people, whenever they leave their dogs here, they're more nervous than a person who has a baby and the first time they leave them with somebody, you know, they're like devastated. The bad thing about the dogs is some of these dogs are a year and a half old before they leave them somewhere, and that's pretty bad because then normally the dog really has issues, you know. And <clears throat> for me, we get some of these dogs in and the people say how bad they are, and it's like, dog really ain't that bad. They just got bad handler on their leash, and it's not because anybody wants to be. It's just because people aren't up to like you when you brought your dog over. Mm-hmm. He was five. Yeah, and he was pretty honorary. Yeah, pretty bad. And now he's just cool. I mean, yeah. I'd say he is. Other people says he And he got in an argument, I think, here recently with somebody. He always will. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, you know, I think that sometimes it's like some people and alcohol don't get along. If you keep the alcohol out of it, they're pretty cool. But you give them some alcohol, they may not be cool. Yeah. And dogs are that way sometimes. Whenever you put them in the wrong situation, they get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I feel a lot of times that we can start limiting the amount of time they're in the wrong situation, that sometimes it's the wrong situation won't be wrong no more. Mm-hmm. And it's two ways. One, because we build up more trust in them and in ourselves for handling them. But then the dog starts realizing it isn't worth it, and they'll quit getting into it. And then sometimes if you're not careful, you'll go the other way and keep pushing them into that situation like Bianca does sometimes. And for me, whenever she does that, it's usually just Rue. She'll just turn Rue loose like she's normal because (laughs) Rue's been acting normal for two weeks. Yeah. And we're like, shit, she's good. And I don't worry about Rue. I haven't worried about Rue since Stacey got here. And she never got into no... I mean, she got in a couple of arguments with me on the playground, but I just hollered at her, she quits. But <clears throat> Rue's notorious for having problems. Yeah. It's like she just has bad days. And but well, Her and Leo got into it pretty bad. The first set your dog free, she came to. Yeah. And I think they're both better now. Yeah. You know, they're a lot better dogs now. And if I growl at Leo, he's done. Yeah. He won't do anything again. And it's just, you know, for me, it's fun because now Leo has so much more freedom mm-hmm. than he did. And the same thing with Rue. <clears throat> I mean, Rue's got a pretty good life. Brett takes her out, walks her a lot, works with her. Bianca brings her up here and leaves her, you know, every day or whatever. Or they leave her all night or whatever. But she gets to go out with dogs and stuff. But I think that Rue's one of the dogs that's going to always be, you just have to remember it. I don't. I'm worried, I don't worry about her at all. But like Brett, he has to remember, not worry about her, but remember she can have a problem if we get her in the wrong situation. Yeah. And her in the wrong situation with a whole pack of unstable dogs. And out here on the playground, 
that's what Kay and I was just talking about with her dog, is all you need is one really unstable dog to screw up a pack because they don't like it, you know, and you see it whenever dogs come in. I mean, whenever dogs come through the kennels. Some dogs walk through the kennels, dogs don't care. They're like, they wave at them almost. And other dogs come in the kennels and the people are trying to drag them and the dogs are starting barking and just raising hell because their dog is not very stable. And I feel that's what gets the dogs in trouble. And, and people, you know. I mean, I've had some bad dogs in my life. I mean, I have two dogs that fought every time I see one another. I've talked about it on here several times. And I sold the one and got it back a year later and they still as soon as they see one their dog fight was on but i could go work cattle as long as i kept them separated till we got to the cow and turned them loose they would work together but if i said that'll do which means for them to quit the dog fight is on if i didn't have a hold of one of them and so i always just made sure when i stopped them i downed them and went and put a leash on them but i finally sold the one again got rid of it just because it wasn't working for my pack so it makes it really hard for people to understand how bad it can be with us, with dogs. We don't, we never get a dog here that's just a great dog. The people say they are, but <laughs> the other day I asked somebody, cause they were like, well you do a 45 minute lesson, there was 20 minutes and they were still bragging on how good their dog was. I'm like, well, why are you here? Yeah. You know, I thought that you were here to help us, to help you work on your dog. And well, I am. And I'm like, well, then you gotta have some kind of problem. Well, I don't know. And it, I mean, it, I don't even really know. 45 minutes later, and I don't know if we ever really, I don't know if the person ever really met it. I knew what was wrong with them because they'd done an email and they said what was wrong with them. But they didn't want to say what was wrong with them to me. And and I think that one of them was, you were out there, you and Suzanne and someone else with that little blue dog that was, that I couldn't put a pinch collar on. Mm. Mm -hmm. Kay was out there. And for me, those lessons are hard. I mean, they're hard because of the fact that that dog was a turd. He tried to bite a grandkid. He tried to bite a few people, but yet there was nothing wrong with him. And the only reason he tried to bite the grandkid is because the grandkid got too close to the dog's kennel, that the dog, that was his place. Like, that dog don't have no place. He didn't get a job. And I asked the guy, I said, where's he work? How did he buy that kennel? Well, I said, well, then he don't own the kennel. <laughs> and they don't. You know, and that's the hardest part for people, I think, to sometimes understand is <clears throat> sticks, you know, and ball and frisbees and dog food. I mean, any of that stuff, just a fight waiting to happen if you don't teach dogs they don't own it. And for me, we have problems here more with dog food than anything. One dog will reach through a kennel and flip a bowl over and throw dog food out in the hallway. What dog does that? Yeah. <laughs> then we can have a dog problems with it, you know. So for me, it's just a matter of, I don't know. When we come into kennels like today, I don't know, there was, what, 20 dogs or 25 dogs came in there? Mm-hmm. And people hollering everywhere for dogs to kennel and shit. And I just walk in and start laughing because it's like, geez. It's just entertaining as hell. We need a video someday. It'd be a fun video for people to see how many dogs that we have here that are problem dogs. And we have them in that environment and we don't ever have dog fights, knock on wood. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time we ever have trouble is if one turd flips a ball and throws a duck boot out in the hall. Mm-hmm. Then there's a couple dogs. And even there. then, we've never really had well, a Well, we don't have a fight. Argument. They just get yeah. in an argument and start yeah. growling and barking and stuff. And yeah. So while they're growling and barking, somebody else sneaks in and eats the dog food. So <laughs> <laughs> it fixes the problem anyway. But it's fun to see how many dogs we come into the kennels with. I mean, I've seen 26 dogs come in here at one time. And just go everywhere. And me, if I'm by myself, normally I can put dogs in pretty good. It's a lot easier. From one end to the other. But whenever there's three or four people calling dogs three or four different ways, I just quit. Usually, Or I'll just go put some in the back gate and let them in the back pens because it's fun just to watch everybody. Then they try to catch them with a slip leash. That's pretty fun. Brett, we got any questions? No questions yet. There's a bunch of people saying hi, but I'll tell you who said hi. Mary said hello. She's here. Candy said hello. She's here. How's Abby doing? Uh, Chris Chappelle said, hey. Emma said hi. Rodney said happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. And that must be with, uh, you say who, Robert? Uh, Rodney Corbin. I was hoping that uh, Robert was on here with. Well, maybe he hasn't commented yet. Last time he gave us his attendance. So if you're on here, Robert, we haven't seen your attendance. Yeah, and you need to tell us how your dog's doing. And for me, that's the thing is it's fun for people to get on here and say, and then go put their pictures and stuff on wherever. I don't even know. Yeah, we love when people post pictures of their dogs. I love it when somebody shows me that somebody did post them because I don't find them very often. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But for me, it's fun to see, like I said, with the the amount of dogs that we bring in the kennels, and they're all running around being crazy and Getting on treadmill. I've seen Concho hanging out on treadmill. There's days, a lot of them that will just go there, just to waiting, the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waiting for it to be turned on. <laughs> so, Bianca, you got any questions? Uh, or you got any? Topics? Either questions or topics. I don't have questions yet, but I might. Got a couple other people to say hello real quick. So, okay. I'm going to say hi to them. Michael Poole said, hey, boss. Hey, Mike. Michelle Johnson said, hello, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Hello, hey. happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, really. Our trees, our driveway's in, Mike. It's all the gravel's in. It's been rolled down, compacted. I drove down and up it a couple times. I just need blacktop, I think. But that's another day. Jocelyn said, all we need to do is bring in some more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> start sending them to our houses. Who's the real problem? I know. I think Joshua. Yeah, no, 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 not me. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to say no. <laughs> and if she's the one that deals with it, I'm the one that says no, and then both of you guys go, "Are you sure? I think we can make room for them." And you're just weak. <laughs> what are you gonna do if I say no? I won't bring in the dog. That's your job, not mine. Okay. We'll see it. I'm not gonna fire you. I'm not gonna you want to get you. this in writing? Yeah. I'll sign it. Every time we go through this, he says, "Yeah, it's fine. We'll go over it's a holiday." And then it comes around. He goes, "Why do we have 35 dogs?" And I'm like, "Do you remember two weeks ago when you approved the extra 10?" Let's go to a different time. <laughs> well, ironically, I was gonna talk a little bit about denial. We talk about denial a lot, but the one specifically I want to touch on is when you're specifically in denial that, like, you cannot see that you are the one causing your own dog's 
problems or stress or anxiety. So what is it called when you're between denial and acceptance of the fact that you are the problem? I don't know what that gray area is. <laughs> That's the gray area that the people are in when yes. they here. Yes, yes, yes. Because they're here. Correct. And so yeah. that means they understand that their dog has a problem. Yeah. The hard thing is is getting the people to understand that they have the problem. Right. Not the dog. Yes. I mean, for me, if a dog bites me, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to slap a dog. I do slap the owner. They're the ones that taught mm-hmm. him. And I don't because I don't want to get beat up. But it's just, I mean, <clears throat> for me, people don't understand that. And and today in, in Newburgh, we had fun because we had, what, 10 dogs there probably with different owners and different dogs. And some of them have been here for board and train. Some have been here just for lesson. Mm-hmm. But they've all been through our program at one time or another. Mm-hmm. And for me, I told those people... The majority of the time, when you get a puppy that's eight weeks old or seven weeks old, whatever it is, from a mommy, mom dog, they don't really have problems because mom's kept them in line. That's what mom dogs do. Mm-hmm. And then we take them home and we're like, somehow, I don't even know why or who, but some people tell people that it's okay for your dog to chew on you because their mouth or their teething. You don't let your little kids chew on you. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe nowadays they do, but I don't think they do. <laughs> when huh? I start getting bit by kids. Well, I'm just gonna change is that it different? Is there a difference? <laughs> kids teeth. So do you let them just chew on you and let blood run out of your arms and your fingers and shit like you do dogs? No. I mean, most people break that habit pretty quick. But with dogs, they don't. And I think that the reason a lot of times is because, I don't know, they go YouTubing it or whatever. And there's people, oh, they'll grow out of it. And they will grow out of it when they're 15, 18 years old and they die. Mm-hmm. They'll quit. But a lot of them don't quit until then, until someone teaches them that it's not acceptable behavior. And for us, we have dogs here every day that mouth. And, you know, they're talking about one that I think uh, blue today. And he never mouthed on me from the time he got here just because I told him first thing, he ain't doing it. And he's okay with it. The, uh, the German Shepherd. Oh, right, yeah. And <clears throat> for me... And he never mouthed on me after that. No, he was just done, but mm-hmm. it, it was acceptable for him to accept it. Mm-hmm. But I think that people have a hard time with, let's say, not me, of course, but let's say you, for instance. <laughs> if you had Scout a year ago. Yeah. And Jocelyn came up to you to say hi. You would not know if Scott was going to jump on her, correct? Mouth her or bite her, right? I wouldn't have let her say hi. (laughs) (laughs) I said, if you did let her say hi, you don't know which three would happen, correct? Right. Now, me, if I have Mari, for instance... If somebody wants to come up and pet Mari and say hi, she'll wiggle a little bit and she won't jump on. Absolutely. And not. she yeah. probably won't sit unless I ask her, but she's not going to jump on him. No. Roxy's the same way. Yeah. Bear, he's going to sit down. He's asking to hit the ground. <laughs> and he might put one paw up and try to wave at you or touch you to ask you to pet him, that he can be petted, whatever it is. I don't know. 
what he thinks, but that's what he does. So he <laughs> talked about Leo. Mm -hmm. He might bite somebody. Not correct? anymore. Mm -hmm. no, no, not way. at all? No way. Whenever you see, and for me, this is the difference in the topics. When I met you, what would Leo do, maybe? He, yeah, I wouldn't let someone get around him. <laughs> so, for me, the whole, the, <clears throat> the whole thing is here, I'm getting at, is before Leo would probably maybe bite someone when mm -hmm. I met you. Now, you said, ain't no way, hell, he's gonna, he ain't going to bite no one. That's 100% confident. Yeah, yeah. Where you have, I feel, 100% confidence now in Scout. Oh, yeah. As long yeah. as somebody don't run at you or yes. sneak up behind you yes. or something like that or try Correct. to get in your vehicle yep. when you're in it. Yep. You know, you have confidence in yep. him. And for me, that's cool. Yeah. And Kay has 100% confidence in your dog at biting someone, correct? At biting someone? Yeah. No. She, I, I don't think she'll bite anybody. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. have confidence right. that she will not. No. Okay, yeah. yeah. And when I met you, she would bite someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's fun to see us sit here and talk about it. But I feel the reason that the three of you can discuss this like this and talk like this is because I feel that you follow my program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't just work with your dogs. I told all three of you the same thing, that you got to build your confidence over your dogs. And y'all done yeah. it. And that's the reason you're saying what you're saying Yeah, is because you have the confidence because you've worked with your dog enough. And that's the fun thing for me, like today, Marietta showing up. That's fun because mm -hmm. she wanted to walk around and she wanted to work with her dog. And she got a cool dog. I mean, that dog behaved. He was uh, awesome. Last week in this week, both. She didn't yeah. drag her on the leash. I mean, he just goes and hangs out with her. Yeah. And same thing with you with Quinn. Mm -hmm. She done great. And Sully done good once Bianca worked with him for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and. For me, that's the fun thing about now you go to the next level, like with Sully. Mm -hmm. And I talked about that today. You don't really school on Sully because you don't need to school on Sully because he's not a problem. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I school on Sully all the time. <laughs> Eric but, tries to steal Sully. Yeah. <laughs> but the fun thing with Sully today was, was he was... Uh, he wasn't being bad. He was just being a little bit turdish, I guess. And then Bianca took him, and he was like, okay, I've got it, I've got it. And then when she gave him back to you, he was good. And for me, that's the fun thing about it is with dogs like Sully. He's never been a problem dog. You brought him here, and right after you got him, like a couple of days later, you kicked him out. And, and you came back, and you worked with us and your dog, and then you came to work for us. And so... You don't work on your dog every day and school on him. You just let him hang out in the office with the heat and air conditioning, whatever. And you take him out and let him play with the pack a little bit. Or some days you put him in a kennel if we have an empty one around. And then <clears throat> today, whenever she worked with him and then you work with him for a minute, he's just right back in shape. Yeah. And it's because he has a foundation. He knows right yeah. and wrong. But you don't just enforce it all the time. And that's one of the big things I try to get people to understand. You don't have to be a drill sergeant with your dog. You can go have fun with your dog and just let them be a dog and let them be honored or whatever if they don't have bad problems that they're mm -hmm. going to fall back on. That's the difference with dogs is if you have a problem dog, you've got to remember that. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it with any of the dogs. Even Quinn, I don't worry about Quinn at all. And, and with Rue, I don't worry about Rue, but mm -hmm. I don't ever have problems with Quinn or Rue. 
and I feel that sometimes with any breed of dog or any dog, like you said, you growl at Leo and he's done. Some people growl at their dog, they're not done, they want to still talk about it. And me, I go back to when I was a little kid. Dad, one time, was sitting at a table, and I don't know, I guess he said shut up, and I thought he said speak up. And whenever I got up off the floor, I'm like, damn, my ears are clear. I understand what you said. You said shut up. And after that, my dad never, I mean, I got one whip in my life from him, and it was a peach tree limb for, I don't seem like five miles, but it couldn't have been over three or 400 feet. But the thing is, for me then, back in that day and time, you know, this is 50 years ago or whatever, but there was like four of me and my brothers and sisters fighting and arguing, and Dad was working on a truck, and he hollered us like, I don't know how many times, y'all better quit. And we didn't really listen to him, because I never had a whipping from Dad. And I was like 10 years old. Mom gave me a whipping two or three times a day sometimes, and I never paid no mind to it. But Dad came down there, and he made each one of us wait our turn. Well, he whipped the other one all the way to the house. <laughs> and that was the longest trip. And then one of my sisters, I remember, she went and hid in the blackberries, and she was younger, a year younger than me. So I don't even know why Dad let her do it, but we all watched her run out and run up the driveway 20 feet and cut back in and brush until Dad whipped another kid by, and then she'd be like back and forth. And she made it all the way around behind the house, come in back door like she wasn't there. And like I said, I know Dad knew it. But for me, after that, if my dad told me I better quit doing something, I understood it. And I wasn't scared of him. He warned me, mm-hmm. told me. Mm-hmm. And he told me in a language I could understand. People with dogs, they don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They ask your dog to quit doing this. And like today, yesterday, whatever day it was, we seen this lady hug on her dog because it was so cute and so sweet and it was being so good. And I'm like, your dog's being a turd. Only thing wrong with her dog is it wasn't in the porta potty. <laughs> it was outside <laughs> of being a turd. And th- th- that lady has so much fun with her dog. Mm-hmm. But yet she doesn't understand why her dog's not being good. Mm-hmm. And it's like he doesn't understand you. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And today with, uh, what's her name, uh, the black dog? Kimber? Kimber. I had her, like, hooked up by my leg, and it was fun for me to see how good she did because I've never tried it with her. But it was fun seeing the people watch it and see how crazy it was because you couldn't even control that dog with a leash. But without a leash, once I got playing a mind game with her, she was just totally in it. And you could see her look at me, and she, you could see her. I could see her getting tired. Yeah. That's why I quit and let her go back. And she went over and laid down. Yep. And so for me, I think that helped people a lot there, even the owner, because they seen how intense that dog could get as far as listening and not getting in trouble. And I didn't even talk to her. I didn't say, hey, I want you to do this or do that. I just said, walk, stop, walk, stop. That's all I'm going to say. And that dog got so hooked up because she would look at me like, hey, what are we going to do? Are we going to stop or are we going to walk? Because she knew it was going to be one of two things, walk or stop. And that was always on her mind where whenever you're like, out here, there, no, I'm jerking, pulling, prying, kicking, cussing, that they don't understand it. No. And get get off me. Don't jump on me. Yeah. Get off the counter. Don't yeah. get on the counter. And in me. an aggravated tone especially. Yeah. And that's the thing with Robert. If he's on here, I want him to make sure he understands I'm picking on him. <laughs> but he uh, today I seen him when he got aggravated at his dog. I mean, he got really aggravated. And it just doesn't help, you know. And it's hard. It's easy to say don't get aggravated, but it's not so easy to not get aggravated. Because I get aggravated at dogs still. But normally when I get aggravated at a dog, I'm more aggravated at me 
for not explaining it, but they can understand. And it's not easy for us. I mean, we get some dogs in here that are pretty ornery. Like that big Great Dane, what's her name? Mm-hmm. That dog got here the other day, it would pull you on the leash a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't pull me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it walks right by my yeah. leg and it behaves. But I feel that it's that way because I didn't talk to the dog. I didn't read yeah. no books. I didn't yeah. give it no instructions. Yeah. I just asked him not to pull on me. Yeah. And it said, all right, that's what I'm pulling you. Yeah. And it's accepted. But for me, even with that dog, I feel that dog. And what's her name, the owner? Taylor. Taylor. Mm-hmm. The only reason that dog is so good right now is because of the work she's done. I agree. Yeah. She's done great work yep. with the dog. That dog's taking to our work with it because of that yes, free Yes, because home. of yeah. what she started. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing for me with people, like with her, she could be a great dog trainer if she wanted to I be. know. I wish she'd move here. Because of the fact <laughs> that she does good with the dogs, but I feel there's just pieces missing. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times the pieces that are missing is she's not working somebody else's dog. Right. She's working her own dog, yeah. and when you work yeah. your own dog, I don't know if that matters who the hell. And you are. her, and she you even get said more it, what she learned from you or or us in the two days that she was here with Finn, her first dog. Don't uh, some of it applies to Hallie, but right. all of it doesn't because every dog is different. They are, and that's the yeah. thing for me. Even here, you know, I've seen you, and you've asked me why did you do this the other day? You done that? Mm-hmm. I done this today because that wasn't working today. Yeah. And I have so many little conversations in my head where I see it now. I'm starting to see it. I'm like, oh, holy crap, that works. Yes. I see the difference. And it's fun for me to watch you train. I mean, I'm so excited about it, just watching you mature with Pac or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because mm-hmm. you did most yeah, of that. I just really helped cool. you when you wanted to eat you and you didn't want to get eight. <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of his work, you did it yourself. Yeah. I just helped you and guided you, and it's fun. And the next dog that comes in, don't think it'll be that easy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest thing when a dog comes in. It's like, that's a really nice dog. And it's different. like, no, yeah. it's not a really nice dog. <laughs> that dog just waiting to eat somebody. And at our clinic the other day over at your mom's in class yeah. nine, it was so fun because of the fact, for me, I was just super, super excited when I seen how hungry a dogs we had. We did. It's like, yeah. holy shit, this is going to be a fun day. <laughs> and... For some people, like maybe you, I don't know, but you'd be like, holy shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> we don't have one of these dogs. We got like five or eight of them, whatever it is. Well, yeah, we talked yeah, about it. Time. If you weren't there, I would have been having a meltdown. <laughs> Everybody go back to their car one dog at a time. <laughs> and for me, that's what makes me excited is when I get in a situation like that. Because yeah. I've been in it a million yeah. times. And it's fun, but you just always have to pick and choose what dog are you going to start with and try to get the and the worst ones ain't the ones that's barking and screaming and hollering no. you know no sometimes the one that's the worst is just the most like the most unstable one like your your i guess grandma's yeah her dog yeah. was the most unstable but yeah. we didn't need to work with it you know because it would just cling out and hang out and be good and like your yeah. mom's dogs they sleep in the basket with a blanket around them <laughs> yeah. Hope I didn't throw her under a bus. <laughs> but, so we didn't have to worry about her dog right yeah. then, you know. And the big yellow dog, that was one that was really a problem dog because yeah. it was going to bite somebody if it wasn't careful because it was getting aggravated. Yeah. And then those two little curly dust mops, <clears throat> they were just like orangutans. I mean, they were like. They were crazy. Yeah, they couldn't even keep the leash <laughs> untangled on. So for me, whenever you get in a situation like that, you just try to get control of somebody. Yeah. And it's funny for me because of the fact that some dogs will watch what you're doing. They do. And they'll be like, hmm, 
I don't want that. So yep. I'm going to just calm down yep. a little bit. It's like children. You whip one kid, and if you got five waiting in line, they're like, hmm. <laughs> I <I'm laughs> might go live. <laughs> and so I feel dogs are the same way. And I think for our advantage, and I mean, me and Jocelyn, was, I think, was talking today about at the rate we're going, we're going to have to have like 10 kennels for our employees' dogs in another <laughs> couple months. That's going to be bad. Because like you, we figure three. You have year two and Brett's you bring. That, that doesn't... Not, not, not <laughs> what? <laughs> she's not mine. I know, but you bring it. Yeah, she's just not mine. She doesn't go on my number. Sure she does. <laughs> Your car brings her. Brett, you got to drop not. your own dog off. <laughs> Schedule with Jocelyn. <laughs> so... But she's not mine. I like she doesn't, she doesn't cross off one of my three. <laughs> are you ready for some of these? These are hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Am I in trouble? Nope. Okay. Michael says, nice. He'll drive by, take a peek uh, next time he's heading home to look at your driveway. Cool. Driving. Oh, awesome. Don't Candy. spin out on it. <laughs> Candy said, Abby's doing amazing. We received her new kennel, and she loves it. Awesome. Walking is so much easier. Thank you all so much. Kimberly? No, Abby. Oh, Abby? Chocolate oh, cool. Lab. That makes me happy. You know, and I was really worried about her because that's such a nice dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, what's the owner's name? <coughs> Candy. Candy. Mm -hmm. Didn't really want to board and train her because she wanted to do it herself. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> and I told her that I thought the advantages of her board and train. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited that she followed through with it. And, yeah. followed and she's through doing with really it when good she with went her. home. Yeah, because yeah. she's at her home, what, a day now? Mm -hmm. So it's fun. That first day is usually the hardest day. I mean, it's for the owner and the dog because the owner thinks you're going to make a million mistakes. <laughs> What's everybody laughing at? I think we're laughing well, Sully, about Jocelyn's first Sully. day with Sully. Uh, we uh -huh. called, I think we called three hours after we got Sully home. <laughs> and Dari answered, and we were like, oh, he's insane. He can't settle down. He's jumping all over the walls. And, and she says, um, go buy a crate. And... We couldn't get one right then because he's a big dog. We'd need a 42-inch crate or something. So we came and picked one up from here, and it all stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's amazing the things that, for me, the people that, you know, we still, we have a lot of customers, I'm sure, that come and don't come back because our non-treat training program don't work. And right. that's fine. I mean, hopefully right. they have success wherever yeah. they go. I mean, me, I always hope for the best for everybody and their dog. And if we're not the right place, we're not the right place. I mean, we get dogs here from other trainers that weren't the right place. And me, I had one just here recently, and the lady was talking about the other trainer and how bad of experience they had. And I said, well, I don't think your dog had a bad experience. I think maybe the owner just traumatized mm -hmm. herself, not mm -hmm. the dog. And so, I, I mean, me, if I feel that a trainer is right, I'm going to defend them. Mm -hmm. And if I feel there wasn't right, I'm not going to disc them. I'm just going to say what I would do. Right. Yeah. Because what they do evidently works because they're a trainer. Yeah. You know, and so I can't say their program don't work. It's like treat training. I don't do treat training. Is there anything wrong with it? No. If you can treat training and it works for you, just like I guess if you can, I don't know, if you can wish and get shit. You need to treat train us. You need to have for us. That's the hard part for the owner. Hey, we just had treats. You know, we just had, what do we have? Uh, prime rib or not? Uh, brisket. 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 Yes, it's really yes. good. 
See, we got to watch it, let everybody know that Jody cooks dinner and night. night uh, Facebook okay. Live, we'll have like 30 people. <laughs> I know. We'll be getting emails. Hey, can we do Facebook Live? <laughs> I got more for you if you're ready. I'm ready. ready. Beata said, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Mom. Uh, oh, Happy Thanksgiving. Mary said, Happy Thanksgiving, friends. Happy Thank Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Mary, is I Mary? Uh, with Bronk or Marietta? Hey, Mary, Mary is. Bronk. Huh? Mary with Bronco. It's so fun to see Bronco following the horse around with Dusty on it. That was fun. That's just cool. I mean, yeah. that dog's came so far, and I feel in the last couple months it's came so much further, so much faster. Yeah. Uh, just because of a few things that y'all changed at home. And one of these days, Mary, we'd like to have you over, you and Dusty yeah. both, and yeah. have you on Facebook Live so we can talk, because you are one of the harder uh, clients that we've had. And I think it's because if you had a dog that's a lot older, you know, six mm -hmm. years old or seven years old, mm -hmm. that you've kind of sheltered a little bit because you have problems with him. And, and now you're not sheltering him so much, so mm -hmm. it's really fun to see that. And the other day somebody asked me about dog's ages. And, you know, to me, it's I would a six-month-old pup is a lot easier for me to work with than an eight-week-old pup. If I have a choice... I'd rather take the six-month-old pup, even if it's being a turd, you know. Me too, yeah. Versus eight-week-old pup, because eight-week-old pups gets boring <laughs> for me, because they're just like, you know, you can work with them for minutes and you're done. Yeah. And they've had enough. And with the six-month-old pups, they're just more mature. But you should start them at six weeks old, yeah. eight weeks old, whatever yeah. it is when you get them. Yeah. And we were talking about Jack today, that dog. Mm-hmm. She came here for group class, and she got the dog from Newberg Shelter, right? Mm -hmm. And she came here for He's a group so class. He's so cool. Yeah, and that dog, she brought him back when he got old enough to get bored and train. Yeah. And, man, I mean, that dog, he was cool. He's she awesome. Was determined. She was. She was. Yeah. She's very determined, yep. and it really yep. showed. And for me, that's the difference in it. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I tell people constantly the fact that... <clears throat> You, you know, you watch YouTube, and I still watch YouTube videos on dog training all the time and uh, making tables on a poxy because <laughs> I'm trying to make me – I've got a coffee table I'm trying to make, and it's like kicking my ass, and I don't like to de be defeated. So I've been trying for, what, three years to make this coffee table, <clears throat> and it just hasn't got done yet. And it ain't because of lack of work because I've worked on it a lot. But <clears throat> if people would put that kind of dedication into their puppy mm – -hmm. They'd have a great dog for 15, 18, 20 years, or how old it's going to live to be. But when you forget that and treat that puppy like it's special and let it get by with this mm -hmm. today and that tomorrow, then you don't have problems. And for me, I mean, I brag about Tilly a lot, your little pup, because mm -hmm. you've done such a great job. But I don't think you spend hours and hours a day. No, I think about that a lot. And actually, the other night, I was so aggravated. Well, you picked on me a little on Sunday for one thing that she's missing. And you didn't really pick on me. You just pointed out one thing. And sometimes I think he does that to train people. I figured him out a little bit. But <laughs> Quinn and I talked <laughs> about you on the way home. <laughs> yeah. But the day after, I went in and worked with her. And some of the six-month-old pups... It would take me three days to do what I did in like two minutes. Right. And I haven't really even done that much with her. It's just that I, when I work with her, all it's good prep, work. All the prep work. Yeah. 
And to fix that one thing, it was just like done. I couldn't believe how. And easy it's because it was. they understand you yes. more. Yes. Because you're not reading them a book. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, always you're building the foundation from mm-hmm. the time you get them. Like Roxy, we got her seven weeks old. And Kay probably worked with Roxy more than anybody when we got her. Mm-hmm. And you didn't train on her. You just took her on walks and mm-hmm. made her behave and had her set and play on a barrel, whatever, you know. But it wasn't like no training like we do on a six-month-old puppy or a year-old pup mm-hmm. or a year-and-a-half-old pup, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. It was just doing the right things. They don't yeah. know wrong from right. Yeah. If you make the right thing easy, they'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Roxy still does. I mean, we let little four or five-year-old kids lead her around in the round pen. And the other day, we let a kid lead Mari around a little kid. And uh, Mariah walked like 50 laps with that little kid just to make sure that Mari didn't pull her down or something, you know. But it was fun. And then I throw that video back up the other day of Max with oh, the little yeah. grandson. That was fun. And that dog came here. I mean, he would eat the little grandson. He was on there and shit, really? little puppy. Yes, he was bad. Oh, and, you know... <laughs> For me, I go back to sometimes rehoming dogs, and it's a hot subject, but nobody's thrown me under the bus on the Facebook Live about it, or in person. They try to, but I don't think you could debate me out of it, winning. Because why do you want to have a pup or a dog that you can't do nothing with, and you don't have time to do nothing with it, but yet you could give it to somebody where it could have a great home? Mm-hmm. Or someone who might take it to a trainer and yeah. fix those things and enjoy fixing them. Yes. And and that's I don't mean ever to give your dog to somebody else that's gonna lock them in a room. Right. You know, like you with Leo. You and Leo had war, I think, before we met you. Yeah, I mean I got I don't know if a lot of people are in the same position as me, but before I came here, Leo was just an animal that I went and bought and I feed him, I give him water and that was it. He had, he had full run of everything. I didn't, there was, you know, no rules. I wouldn't let him, you know, bite me obviously, but I mean, he had nothing, nothing at all. And why did you come here with Leo? I'm going to throw you under the bus. So we got, we got Sully, we got Sully and he was pretty crazy and then we brought him here, got him home, saw how much he'd improved. And then when we introduced Leo to Soli, Leo would, I mean, it was awful. He would just go after him all the time, bite, wouldn't listen at all. Um, so we brought Leo in. And thinking back before I brought him in, more reasons was kids. It was really bad with kids if kids were running or excited. He had like a reactive stop it. Just stop the kid from running and we'll go bite him. And yeah, it was really bad. But now I I think I could just let him out with kids. I could let him out with other dogs and any people. I think he'd be fine. The fun thing about it is for Leo and y'all is you bring him up on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Set your dog free. Not every week because I know mm-hmm. it's depending on the weather or whether you're going to go golfing or whatever else you do. <laughs> <clears throat> but the thing is, is when you bring Leo up here, you keep an eye on Leo. Mm-hmm. I have to manage him, <clears throat> yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And the neat thing about it is you can, mm-hmm. and you do. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference is, and that's what me and Kay was talking about earlier. I think that <clears throat> it can go both ways. You watch him to keep him out of trouble. Mm-hmm. 
Casey's uh, Quinn sometimes is going to get in trouble rather than just keep her out of trouble. And that's the way it is a lot of times. Yeah. And I watched her so close up until that one moment. I know. And then it happened. But the thing is, for me, is I don't know that you always have to watch her so close. Maybe not. But you've got to remember that you got another dog there that has a little bit of an anger problem. He didn't. And he don't now because we took him back out with dogs, course. But the thing is, I think it's still with you. And, I mean, I think you still learn here. Oh, absolutely. All and, the time. And we enjoy you being here. You know, you've been mm -hmm. here longer than anyone mm -hmm. other than me right now. Yeah. And it's fun for me when you come up because of the fact that <clears throat> you like working with the dogs. You like taking dogs for a walk. I mean, you help clean kennels. You help do whatever we need to do. But you always have fun with your dogs. And the only time you don't have fun with your dogs is when you have a pack of dogs out there and you have Quinn out there. Because it's not as relaxing to you because you're on guard. Where if you had Quinn out there with the right dogs, you wouldn't have to be on guard. Right. And I've gotten to the point now where I bring Rue up here. And I used to be kind of like, I. sometimes I take advice and I take it too far. If Marvin would be like, don't expect a dog fight. And I'm like, all right, let's take everybody out. There's not going to be a dog fight. And I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs> but now I'm to the point where I'll take her out with five dogs that I'm really confident that she won't have any issues with. And since then, I have had no issues with her. But every once in a while, I'll be like, well, maybe I'll take her. I'm like, no, Bianca, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot of it, you know, but you can always add to that. Yeah. You know, you can add I a agree. sixth dog, yeah. seventh dog. Yeah. Me, I've had her out with 24 dogs by myself and not paying no mind. I don't even know where right. else she's at. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But it's the fact that I think sometimes maybe maybe I was just lucky, too. Maybe I didn't have the wrong dog out there. I don't know. But I didn't pick dogs. I just took dogs that could go. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of the difference. And I think there. the only reason that I'm picking dogs right now is that I want to get to a point where I there's no little thing in the back of my mind that thinks she might Well, and that's might the thing you've got to get wrong. out of your mind, but you've got to have common sense, which you don't right. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think sometimes You're like, I'm going to do like Barbara yeah, does. Sometimes I have too much out. confidence. Yeah. I get cocky. Yeah, that's, that yeah. gets and I learn but, every time I do but it. But that's the fun thing about it is you learn something. That's I what I told yeah. you the other day yeah. with... Uh, that little uh, Rottweiler. It's so annoying how good that dog does for me now. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's like perfect for me without anything. But it took you what three minutes? I know, to but fix it, it took me like not arguing with you. <laughs> you don't argue with me because I don't argue with you. Yeah, I don't win. I'll get a leaf break. <laughs> but it is fun for me, and now we're super super excited since Suzanne's gonna come on board. Yeah, I mean I'm so excited, and. You know, she's excited. I think she's a little bit nervous and excited both. And I'm not nervous at all. Me either. I just don't want to disappoint do her in what I can teach her, which I don't feel I will. Yeah, that's a silly statement. Because she's already learned so much, and she wants to learn. And that's the difference. <clears throat> Remember the one kid that was coming up to German Shepherd? He wanted to be a trainer and a friend with me. Mm -hmm. And what, he last two times, and he never came back. Yeah. Because, and I think the thing that scared him is what scared you some, too but you kept coming back, is if you have eight dogs and they all eight have the exact same problem, same age, same breed, same everything, and you have eight people, you're not going to be able to handle every dog the same. No. Because the people won't let you. They won't handle it themselves. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to. And that's the thing over there Sunday at the clinic. That's what I told Brad. I said I watched the, how that happened, and I am not there yet. 
And it, it takes time. Yeah. And the neat thing is for you is, and I always tell you and everyone else how proud I am of you and what you've accomplished in a short amount of time. But the only reason you accomplish what you've accomplished is because your dedication to it. Mm-hmm. You can't make somebody like Jocelyn. You'd never get Jocelyn where you're at in five years. She'd still be laughing. She'd be still having fun. <laughs> no, not really. <clears throat> Anyone can get there. Yeah. But you have yeah. to have. And look at her now. I mean, today in Newburgh, she done great with mm-hmm. her dog. And mm-hmm. they're with us, you know. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's fun for her to come out of the office and go do things mm-hmm. with us. And it, it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. People get to meet her, and she gets to see what we get ourselves into and what she gets us into when she invites her own daughter person. She needs to work Saturdays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is fun to see. For for me, it's fun to see how far you've came. Mm-hmm. And the only way you just get better and better and better is by just keep waiting in and doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, And there's a difference always, and I've never seen you be cocky about something. You can be overconfident sometimes, mm-hmm. but overconfidence is not being cocky. Mm-hmm. Overconfidence is just trying harder mm-hmm. in my dictionary. Mm-hmm. Now, my dictionary may not be saying someone <laughs> else's, but according to mine, that's what it is. And it's fun to see you. Uh, and it's always like I told Suzanne, that for anyone here, if you're doing the lesson, I'm always there if you need me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not there, you can just stop the lesson and say, hey, we're going to have to reschedule Marvin's here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and the customers has got to be good with it. If they're not good with it, then they just got to go somewhere else. Yeah. And the customers will be good with it because of mm-hmm. the fact that the majority of the time they know they have a problem. That's why they're here. Mm-hmm. So. And I've had some people like Goofy's owner ask me a question that I said, I don't know what the answer is. I'll ask Marvin, though. And I still helped them, and I think they appreciated that I didn't just give them some. Well, yeah, because whatever you tell them, they're going to believe. I know, yeah. And so you always want to make sure you tell them what you feel is the right answer. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know. I mean, it's like sometimes people ask me something, and it's like, well, I know the answer, but I'm not sure that I want to say it to you Mm -hmm. because you might not like it. Well, and sometimes we get a problem with the dog, but they don't give us the details of where that problem arises. The majority of the time, they don't. Right. The majority of the time, they don't know. Yep. Brent, yes. we have question? Yes, we do. Uh, Mary said thanks for your commitment to the dogs and us owners. Uh, You're welcome. Rodney said, you asked a question, he asked, do owners also have an attitude when they come in for help? <laughs> it depends upon what you mean by an attitude. Not very often. No. But sometimes. Yeah, you know, sometimes they just have a real strong opinion on their denial. Right. Is that the right answer? Well, it depends because we get different types of attitudes. Sometimes it's just so hard to hear that your dog is not great yet. <laughs> Yeah, one guy's head swelled up here a while back. I thought it was going to explode. He was pissed. Yeah. Quinn was there. She's like, whoa. Yeah. Because he was mad because I told him what he didn't want to hear. Yeah. And I told him the truth. Yeah. And it's really hard sometimes. So, yes, some people come here, and some people don't have an attitude, but they get one. Yes. When we start explaining to them what we feel is wrong. Yes. And for me, I always tell people that I never try to make someone feel bad i never talk down to someone i mean i don't want to disrespect anyone i just want to try to fix dogs and help owners with their dogs that's all i want to do yeah and if somebody takes something i said to them really personal Mm -hmm. 
it's their fault. Because for me, if it's personal, I will tell them that. Right. You know, I mean, and I've told a person or two that I couldn't help them, you know. I mean, and I couldn't help them because they would not allow it. They were stuck in their own little world, and there was no way for me to get in it. Yeah. And neither one of them ever came back, or I didn't know if they did. The one little shit Tzu puppy thing might have came back, and I just didn't recognize it, but I don't think so because I would recognize the guy. Mm -hmm. But it's just really hard whenever people... You shouldn't go to a trainer with an attitude. If you go to a trainer, I feel if you've got a legit trainer, you should be willing to accept uh, them telling you what's wrong. Like with Taylor, she didn't really want to hear what we were telling her about her second dog, but she knew she came to a professional for a reason. She was stuck. That's the dog out here wanted the great to eat day. me. Yeah. If she yeah. would just gave me a hug, I wouldn't have got. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Shows how much she likes yeah. me. And I said, well, you can't just have to go hug everybody in public. And she's she like, I know, me? that's why I'm, I'm here. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen people like that, that they go out of their house and they take treats. Then they give them to their guest and their guest gives their dog treats outside. Then they oh, yeah. come back in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you, because I yeah. didn't know you did yeah, that. I, I tried to do that with a kid, with Leo. It didn't work. <laughs> Leo ended up following him around and biting his hands. <laughs> Wanting more food. Yeah. We used to do that with Scout and Lucky for no good reason. Like, we just give people treats to give the dogs, and they weren't even rude to the people at that point, but we might have created some of our problems with that. <laughs> it's fun for me to see the different things that people try with their dogs and try to get their dogs to like people. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I well, mean, and some people just can't imagine that a dog wouldn't like them. Like Cooper, the little mini Aussie, she likes people if they have a treat. She never <laughs> really dislikes them, but she's just good with Janice and her, and that's all right. But one time the news came, and the news picked her up on live TV, and she was so offended. And he's like, she's cold. <laughs> Janice and I are like, no. She wants to eat your cold. ass. That's what she wants to do. <laughs> she's and it offended. Is, yeah, it's fun to see the, the different people, like, that was Pock. Mm-hmm. You know, that dog's three years old, and he was a year old when they got him, and he ate them. Yeah. For actual two years. holes. Yep. Blood. And they put up with him because he's deaf. And he's, I don't know, very good. I think that last week I measured him on here, but he's like this tall or something. <laughs> not very tall. He might be this His tall. His ears are this tall. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> but he's a deaf dog, and I think he was just, I think, unstable, you know. And not to disrespect them or the vets at all, you know, but they had him on antibiotics to keep him <clears throat> more calm. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and I'm no veterinarian, so, I mean, we got him off the medicine. He was on two different kinds of antibiotics, and we got him off the antibiotics in the three weeks' time he was here. And he's been off of them for, like, three or four days now. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we took him off of them this evening and sent him home. <laughs> we, <laughs> we got him where we thought he was, like, uh, I don't remember what Improving. Well, improving, but he was off the drugs. He didn't, he still didn't have them in the system, but. He got better and better every day. He did. And there for a while, he would bark at shit in his kennels that wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and so once we got him off the medication, he quit. 
And before he would just walk around waiting for somebody to bite, kind of. And now he just bounces around like waiting for somebody to pet him. Yeah. And he quit putting his water or his blanket in the water bowl. Although he did put his toy in there today. In his water no, bucket. he put his blanket in his bowl last night. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I bragged on him too quick. Yeah. But it's kind of like when he wants a clean blankie. He does. He yeah. puts his blanket in a water bucket. Yeah. And so then you get a clean blanket. So, But he's cool. I was hoping that he's going to be on here tonight <clears throat> and tell us how good he's doing. But they may not make it. So, Brett. Any questions? Yeah, I got an update from Pac, actually. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. talking about them earlier. No blood? Um, I can say hi, all. I wanted to let you guys know that Pac is settling in well. It was a little weird in his house with new rules, but we are firm and setting clear boundaries. I cried only a little bit when he eagerly sat and gave me his ball to play with instead of biting me for attention. <laughs> so thank you for all the uh, all to unlock is loving nature. Cool. That's cool. Thank you for letting us know. And yeah. that's what I said. I, that's what I told Bianca, I think, when I met you. Mm-hmm. That, well, when you want to be a trainer, that this is what we live for. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. I can't make you happy and almost make a tear in your eye, it's hard, yeah. to, hard to do what we do with the passion that we have for it. Because it is just fun. Because that dog, I mean, if that dog would have fell in the wrong hands, I would have put him down. Because mm-hmm. for two years, he's been eating in people. And I don't know how many trainers they've had with him, but. I know he's on medication and stuff, and so it's fun whenever a dog gets like that and they get turned around in life. And and you've worked with two deaf dogs now, mm-hmm. and knock on wood, both of them have been success stories. Mm-hmm. And the one came up with release your dogs a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They had their both of their dogs when I was deaf. And whenever I met them at their house, me and you went there for a lesson. We only heard about the deaf dog. We heard him barking upstairs, and we asked him <laughs> by him, and they told us he was really like you know. I don't know. He's kind of doomed because he was just not a very good dog. Yeah. And, and he I, was a younger puppy. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to meet him. I'm like, that's the one I want to see. <laughs> and so ended up, Bianca trained on him. And I think I helped you once or twice with him mm-hmm. for a little bit. But it's fun because now he gets to go out in society and gets to be a dog. You yeah. don't have to be locked up and cooped up, you know. So, and then I was the first deaf dog I ever trained. He was like six months old, a big old puppy too. I mean, he wasn't as big. He was like this big, big old dog. And he was just bad. I mean, he dug holes and ate all the bark off trees and just crazy, and they couldn't end up with him. And he was deaf. And I opened my mouth because I needed a problem dog. And Terry lived in Idaho, and she, I'm put on Facebook, I need a problem dog for Expo. And she's like, hey, I'll bring you a deaf dog. And you teach him to listen. I'm like, bring him on over. And she's like, okay. And she did. She brought the dog from Idaho. And, and we did it, lucky, luckily, because I lost sleep over it because I didn't know what I was doing. I never worked with a deaf dog. And we put a, bless you, we put a, uh, uh, an electric collar on him with vibrate, and we started out with vibration and stuff. And by the time it was over with, he was cool. You could call him to you, and I mean, and I didn't have no great training on him other than if I hit the vibration, he looked at me, and if I motioned, he came to me. If I put my hand up, he stopped. And if I went that way, he'd go back to play. And that's all I did with him. But he would follow me around. He didn't need to run off no more. He was my buddy where when he got here, he would just run off. And he wasn't leash trained either, or crate trained. And uh, me, I'd done all of it in like nine days and shipped him back home, so it was pretty funny. And now he's, she still says, last I seen, she, she, he's still the coolest dog she ever had. And so it's fun whenever you do that. And, That's awesome. and a dog don't have to be deaf to make you feel good. Any dog makes me feel good whenever right. we make him a better dog and have a better owner. But when you get dogs like that, I mean, to most people, they're doomed. Mm-hmm. And these young couple that's got pockets so cool to see that 
Because they didn't give up. No, yeah. And, and they had to they're supporting each other. They both know each other's weaknesses. Yeah, the husband has a little harder time, but yeah, he, he's really in it for her to <laughs> win with her dog. And it, the dog will win him over he as will. soon as it quits eating him. Yeah. I think it ate him more than her. Probably. So yeah. I think once they, they come to a truce in the house, it'll be good. And the hard thing is for people when they take these dogs home sometimes, it's like a drunk gets out of jail. First thing they do is go have a party and get drunk. <laughs> and when you take your dog home, if you let it go in the house and start throwing it cheeseburgers and treats and mm-hmm. letting it jump on the couch and stuff, then you're probably not going to win. Did you let Leo do all that when you took him back home from training? Nope. He has. He's not allowed up on on anything unless we invite him, which yeah. is for a few minutes at most. He can't jump on anything. He yeah. I mean, he just lays in his crate. He loves it in there. Yeah. His crate and his bed, he just hangs out, and that's what he does all day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's good with it. Yeah. And Roxy's that way. You know, she's chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless there's some major excitement going on, but as a general rule, her and Mario Bear, of course, Bear lays every head on a chain link gate. <laughs> Don't make much sense to me, but that's what he does. We got more questions, Brad? Yeah, you got a little bit more from Ico. Is it Ico or Ico? I think it's Ico. Ico, okay. Uh, Still some acclimating to do, but we are happy to have a strong foundation and celebrate his successes. Um, And then she also said, while you were talking Mm -hmm. about that, our old vet did suggest we put him down, and we absolutely refused. We knew he could learn, and that that Mm -hmm. we could learn. Potch, their old vet. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have Robert. He said he's here. (laughs) Uh, that mind game you did with Kimber today was amazing. That's what Robert says. Oh, cool. And it was, and it's fun for me. And I haven't even really trained or taught Bianca a lot of that because it's crazy. I mean, it's so far out in left field that, you know, it, for me, I feel sometimes the bad thing about it is if you you have doubt, there's no reason to try. Right. I agree with that. And whenever I met you, you would have had a lot of doubt, yeah. you know. And I showed Kay that with Quinn before mm-hmm. where she wouldn't leave my side, and that's Kay's baby. And I don't even know if she mm-hmm. liked me. You really me <laughs> 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 I don't even know if like, Quinn liked me that much at that time, but she still respected me yeah. and wouldn't leave my leg. Yeah. And so it is that fun. And with Potts, it's fun to see that, like I said, they stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And they spent money. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know what it cost them while the dog was here, but it's still, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. But... If you look at the other side, it's really cheap. Because mm-hmm. now they got a cool dog for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of fun. And everybody here got to like that dog. Mm-hmm. When it came here, there wasn't a whole lot of likes. No. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it from the day I met it. Just cause, I liked him because I knew I was going <clears> to <throat> learn from him, but he wasn't my best friend. <laughs> I liked him just because he was honoring and he was going to be fun. Yeah. You know? Me too. And yeah. feel really good when you fix that dog. Yeah. So uh, any more questions, Brett? That's it, man. So, Bianca, what else you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk about, I don't know, a whole topic about, we get a lot of dogs, and I'm not saying that all no dogs need medicine, but we get a lot of dogs that are on, like, allergy medicine that are actually stressed, and they itch because they're yes, stressed. Yes, I feel that's true. And I feel like, obviously, mm. we are not veterinarians, Correct. so disclaimer, I'm not saying go home and take your dogs off meds, but I do feel like... Our vet is really good because they'll actually refer people to trainers in Newburgh. Right. But I don't know that all vets do that. They might just put them on some medicine 
and I'm not talking bad about the vets either, but I feel like if you have a dog and they are on medicine for something, anxiety, itching, it's not, it doesn't hurt to ask your vet, maybe I should go see a trainer. Yeah, well, but I don't know that, and like I said before, I don't diss other trainers, but I feel, and you know me, I've never considered myself as a, uh, I don't remember who those high dollar trainers are that you uh, you call and talk to them on the phone about what's wrong with your dog. Behaviorist. Behaviorist. I do. <clears throat> I've never considered myself a behaviorist, but 90% of the dogs I work with are a behavioral problem dog, or maybe more than that. Do you think of Marvin as a behaviorist? <clears throat> Yeah, I do. Me too. Because that's all we deal with is dogs that have a bad behavior. Yeah. And so for me, I feel that. And I can tell you if you know enough, just enough about my customer, well, our customer, but one I'm working with, you know just enough about them and their dog, and I can tell you a problem they're having, and you will know what it is. I agree with that. Because you know dog behavior. And, and the, you know people behavior, too. Yeah, people's hard, but they're fun. Yeah. To a degree. I mean, the thing is, for me, is like today with the Z's owner and mm-hmm. her son. I got to pick on them. Mm-hmm. And it was a blast. She's really fun. And her son is And fun, everything is you teach her next time, she's like, nah, I got this. <laughs> and it was fun working with her son because, for me, well, he's not, I guess he's 18, so he's a young man, not a kid, but still a kid to me because he's under 50, but... <clears throat> It's fun for me because of the fact that he's there. He is, yeah. He's there to learn. Yep, he wants to learn. And it's just fun because he's a cool dog. He is, he's really cool. But he's not going to be a cool dog if you don't teach him to be a cool dog. Correct. He's going to be in trouble. Yeah. And so it's fun. But, you know, back to the behavioralist thing, I feel that, like I said before, that's the reason I started Martin Pierce Dog Teacher Diary helped me get going. When we did, three years ago now, I don't even know what date we actually hung a shingle up, but... Whatever it was, it was because I was spending so much time on the phone and the computer helping people with dog problems and not getting paid and not being able to build fence because I was on the phone talking to somebody else for a half hour, an hour, when all I had to tell them was treat your dog like a dog and not a kid and you'd be good. But I had to explain the whole spill. And so that's why I started Martin Pierce Dog Teacher. I figured maybe I could make a living out. So, Kay, you got something to say over there? I do. I, I'm thinking I'm going to bring Quinn up tomorrow and put her on, you can put her on the couch and you can tell me why she keeps chewing her pads off. You know, I could probably tell you that without doing that. What's that? Why is she doing that? Stress. Why is she stressed? Uh, she's not stable. And this is a good subject not to be on the Facebook Live. <laughs> but it's a really good subject to be on Facebook Live. <laughs> For me, it's just like, I've never been great at a lot of things, you know, and I've never been really good at a lot of things, but I've never continued to do a lot of things that I suck at. You know, I played soft tip darts kind of professionally for a year or two, and I got really good at it, but I got good at it because of dedication. Catching cattle the same way. I've caught a lot of cattle. I mean, I've wrote two books about it. I could write a dozen more books about it, but <clears throat> I was pretty good at it. I could read cattle, you know. I knew what they were going to do a lot of times before they ever done it. And with dogs, are the same way. I mean, I, I showed you on a video one day. You was fixing to get bitten around pen, and I stopped it. And we later watched the video, and you seen what happened, and you see yep. I mean, i seen it, and I knew it. I mean... If it wouldn't have been on video, you would have believed me because I said it, I feel. Yeah. 
But once you've seen it on video, you're like, damn. You know, it's like, how did you even see that? You know, but I feel that it is that touch and go with dogs sometimes, whether you're going to get bit or whether you're not. Yeah. You know, and I see dogs that are like, damn, my dog wants to bite me. And for me, it's like, okay, how do I get out of getting bit? And how do I pass that point so it doesn't happen again? With some dogs like Quinn, it's it's for people, I feel. It's like, you know, sometimes people wake up in a bad mood. And sometimes people wake up in a good mood. And I feel that can affect your dog. And I never wake up in a bad mood. I mean, you got to do something to piss me off early in the morning. Because I'm not going to ruin my day by waking up. I'm just tickled to death. I got to wake up. And I feel that whenever we... If you gave me Quinn, if you said, okay, I want you to take Quinn. And what are you going to do with her? I'd be like, first thing I'm probably going to do is change your dog food. Because I think you feed her some weird shit. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I'm no, just guessing. I feed her lamb and rice. Okay. So you feed her normal stuff, lamb yeah. and rice. Yeah. So if you gave me Quinn, you said, here, I want you to take this dog. First thing I would do is change your dog food. <laughs> and then I would always have confidence in Quinn that she's going to stay out of trouble. I wouldn't pick on Quinn. And if Quinn, if you're on here, we're not talking about you. <laughs> talking about Kay's dog. <clears throat> I wouldn't pick on Quinn. I wouldn't wait for Quinn to get in trouble. I would watch Quinn and see what gets her in trouble. And that's one of the things I tell Bianca all the time. When we're on the playground with dogs, it's training. It's not just to let dogs mm -hmm. play because we're not a Marvin Pierce dog daycare. So we're not out there to let dogs pl just play. I mean, we let them play and run around and burn energy. But for me, it's a training thing. You, I don't know that you'll ever see me on the playground in a conversation that I'm not seeing a dog. Mm -hmm. And today, or I don't remember what day it was, I called somebody out on something. I wasn't even looking at them. But it was the day down there in Newburgh. They're like, and I seen him do something, but I just seen him in my corner of my eye because I was watching and waiting for an opportunity to say something to him because I knew they were going to make a mistake. And as soon as they did, I said it. And they're like, and so the thing is I feel with you with Quinn is, it always goes back to me as, with a child. If you always browbeat a kid down because they're never good enough, they may never be good enough, but it will be because we browbeat them down. Does that make sense? And I feel that's what you do with Quinn. And I've told you this before. I mean, it ain't the first time. I've probably told you that a hundred times or two since I've known you. And you get really, really good. Here while back, you were awesome. And Quinn was on a roll. She wasn't getting in trouble. Remember whenever she would just run out and get in trouble? And then she would come back and you'd make her stay with you. And I'm like, you got to let that dog go be a dog. And you got to doing that really well. And she didn't get in trouble. And then I don't know what went south on you. Not the dog on you because you caused it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what you did or what happened to you. I don't know if you woke up in a bad mood one day or no. got a speeding ticket on the way to work, on the way to the, up here or what happened to you. <laughs> <clears throat> but whatever, you and Quinn got on the wrong foot. And then you didn't get off of it because she kept making little mis 
move that you could gripe at her for. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's what's wrong. And that's probably what's wrong with her pad in my world. It's either one of two things, a dog food. I've changed her food so many times. Exactly. And are you, like, knowing she's going to get in trouble? What good does it do a person? And I ask this all the time, not you, everybody. What good does it do to you for you to know your dog's going to get in trouble? What good is it? What good does it do you to know your dog's gonna get in trouble? Same with you. What good does it do to you if you're every day, you know, Leo's gonna get in trouble? It just wears on you, wears on you, wears on you. Wait and wait and wait, and that's where you're at. If you get off of that and you wake up in the morning, you're like, damn, my dog's cool because Martha said she was. And you set your dog up to win and to train, you'll be amazed at changing her. Well, I guess I thought I would, uh, that I did believe in my dog, you know. But you don't. If you believed in your dog all the time, there's two things that I feel that that you, if you just said, Martin, what do I need to change tomorrow to fix my problem? Confidence in your dog and do not set your dog up to fail. I feel you set your dog up to fail in several ways. And not intentionally, because none of us do none of this shit intentionally. But like I said, here a month or three ago, you were really awesome. You and your dog's on a roll. And then that changed. And that's what I told Bianca. That's what you've got to watch for to see what you could have done differently to prevent a situation. And I don't feel that you watch it close enough because you're concentrating too hard on keeping your dog out of trouble. Probably, yes. And it's fun whenever y'all can't argue with me, except about dog food. But other <laughs> things, it's like, you know, maybe he's right. And I feel I'm 100% right, or I wouldn't have said what I said. If you quit saying, That's what aggravates me, that you are right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's for me, it's because I've seen a zillion and one situations like you're in. And I feel that to stop it, you got to change. And the hard thing is for me, I see people tell me, I've got all the confidence in the world. I'm like, except for right now, they just lost it because their dog farted or sneezed or nothing. <laughs> it's like Nash now. Yeah. Quinn's going to be worried to death that dog's going to sneeze and somebody's going to get a picture of it again. <laughs> I don't Plaster. even know if she knows it's on the internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, though, and that's the hardest part for people with dogs, especially when their dogs have a problem, is for the people to get over it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you've got confidence in your dog, he's got confidence mm -hmm. you don't. you got confidence in your dog won't bite someone, but you don't have confidence that your dog won't get in trouble. And the only reason your dog gets in trouble, I feel sometimes, because your dog don't feel she has a leisure all the time. And it's not because you don't try, because there ain't nobody more committed in their dog than you are. I mean, you've proven that when mm -hmm. you brought her up here to me. So I don't never doubt that. I just think that you need to have more confidence and set her up to win. Like Nancy's dog now. <clears throat> I don't even, I haven't seen Josh get in trouble forever. I mean, I don't even know when last, probably whenever him and Ru, uh, Quinn got into it. Uh, That's been a long time ago. Yes, and he hasn't been in trouble since. 
but Nancy really, I think, keeps him out of situations that could get him in trouble. And she takes him out with some dogs, but she, we always pick and choose the dogs to take him out with. And the this, this setup that she takes him out in. If she's not now, if you notice. Here. If she's not. Oh, crap. Oh, wow. It's 7.13. Brett, what are you doing over there? <laughs> you guys are talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you always have to set yourself up to train on your dog and win. And that's what Nancy did. But she, whenever I started to say, well, I'll go. When she's working in kennels and stuff, she puts her dog in the kennel. Mm -hmm. She'll leave him running around. And I think that makes a lot of difference because she doesn't lose confidence that her dog's going to get off the barrel or that her dog's going to be bad. And so when she gets her dog out of that kennel, she has the same confidence she had when she put him in. Well, I put my dog in a kennel when you have an open kennel. Right now, you don't have any open kennel. Talk to Josh about that. <laughs> we got a question, Brett. Yeah, you have one more from Candy. She says, should the command collar be left on all day until nighttime? It's up to you. I mean, we got some people who put their dog tags on their collars and leave them on them. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Me, personally, if it doesn't I was... doesn't need to be. No, but, but if I was going to work on my dog in any given minute in the day, I'd leave yeah. it on. Yeah. I agree. Uh, get one. Does anybody got anything to say before we bail off here? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we'll see you all next Wednesday. So, Brett, we want to thank you and thank y'all for showing up and eating dinner with us. Yeah, thanks for dinner, Jody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks for dinner, Jody. All right, awesome. we're out of here. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube. TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.